Hello, everyday leaders. Tonight is, I don't know what night it is. I think it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's January 19th. And I am Melanie Ake from the Everyday Leaders platform. And tonight I am so excited. The last time I came on, we had Tim Schur with Sure Success, and he was talking about this live summit that he's doing this next weekend, January 23rd and 24th, with all these amazing legends. It's the second one that he's done through COVID. And I'm telling you, if you still haven't signed up for that, go to the last live. And I think he still has save 100, you get $100 off. And it's going to be an amazing two-day virtual event. So if you're not too zoomed out, go sign up for that and go back and, and watch that and look at it. And so tonight, I am so excited. Now, I was going to kick the day off with doing our wheel, our wheel for why, W-H-Y, hashtag W-H-Y that I have been telling people like, you got to sign up for this class. You got to register. It's a $250 value that I'm giving away. Every single live that I do, if you type in hashtag why, you can be entered to win the drawing. So it includes a why assessment, finding your why, discovering your why, and then you get to come to the why workshop to find out how to live your why, putting your why, how, and what statement together. So it's amazing. Anyway, I am super excited to now be certified with the Y Institute. And it's just one of those things that's on my heart to help people discover their purpose. And on this journey, I have run into amazing people. <laughs> and so I met Mr. Alfredo Torres just last week from LinkedIn. Now, I love the LinkedIn platform because I'm connected to thousands and thousands of people that, you know, you're like, oh, I've seen their name somewhere and it's been on LinkedIn. Intentionally, we hooked up, <laughs> not physically. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And oh my gosh, we laughed for way too long. Hey, Diane, great to see you. Diane Dick uh, in the house. And, uh, and so listen, Alfredo has an amazing journey and an amazing story to share with us. He used to be a DJ first of all. So I love him and a podcaster. So uh, that was only the beginning, but what he does for veterans, this is an amazing story, guys. So if you're just tuning in, if you don't know Alfredo, stick around because this is really great stuff. We will have uh, a station break and we will do the spinning wheel. <laughs> Cause that's what I was told to do from the professional DJ. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, I, I don't know. Can I start talking now? Or I, you know what? I yes. I, everybody's I, on here. Um, Bernard, do you know Bernard or? I, I don't know who I know. I don't know. Who I, hello, Bernard. Yeah. I'm, uh, I have no idea. And I decided I'm not going to tell my story. I, I, <laughs> and I was sitting here and you're just like, oh, that's not nah, So I'm just going to no, no. Yeah, wait a minute. You grew up in my favorite place. Everybody knows this that knows me. Brooklyn, right? You're in New York. No, I'm not from Brooklyn. I'm from the Bronx. So it does. Bronx. Oh my God. What are you? Okay. No, I'm not. My producer is yelling at me now. No, uh, the Bronx, New York. New York. I'm from the South you're not, Bronx. You're not there anymore. No, of course there not. Anymore. No. Okay. You're do you want me to start telling my story now? How do you, how do you, how does this You're work? In the Commonwealth of Virginia. I, yeah, that's where I live now. I, but what, what's going on? Are we doing this thing? Is this thing is hello? It's, it's hello, hello, McFly. Hello, I'm yeah, in. Alfredo. So, yeah, man, take it away. Oh, okay. So, I, I don't know what to say. Hi. Uh, 
I was I was born in the South Bronx. Uh, well, actually, no, I was born in a hospital that was in the in the Bronx, and I am uh, I grew up there uh, back in the seventies. Oh, wonderful to meet you, Diane. Um, uh, I went, uh, grew up there in the in, in the seventies and the eighties. If you want to know what it's like, go watch any uh, dystopian movie. Uh, you know uh, where everything's run down and and that kind of stuff. In my neighborhood, three pe- three families made it out. My, mine and two other families. Everybody else I grew up with is either dead, in jail, or drug addicts. Um. I went to I went to college, Siena College, Albany, New York. Go Saints. Um, finished there. Moved down to Florida. Hung around Fort Lauderdale for two years. Got married. Joined the Navy. Did 13 years in the Navy. Now I'm giving you the I'm, I'm giving you the the sanitized version because I figure as we talk I'm going to go into a lot of the the struggles I've had throughout my life. But um, uh, joined the Navy, did 13 years in the Navy, was diagnosed with diabetic. Navy uh, said, uh, have a nice day. And that was in 2005. And from 2005 until today, um, that's when the the ride got real wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I work for the Virginia Department of Veteran Services. I help people. Uh, I help transitioning service members, veterans, and their spouses connect to education, entrepreneurial, or employment opportunities. But as you've labeled me already, <laughs> I, I approach my job as the, the quintessential New Yorker. I'm the guy who knows a guy. Yes, um, right. I love right. that. Right. Yeah, it's because it's, it's a I'm a resource provider. So you you got something you wanna you you come to me and it's like, hey Alfredo, I need this. It's like, oh. Hey, let me get you over here, over there. Now, that's it in a nutshell. I can really go into the tragedy of my life, but I figured not right now. We can bring that up as it, as it needs to go because I want to keep it light. I want people to to enjoy this interaction. I don't. And the last thing I want is people to go, "Oh my God, you're so inspiring. Oh my God, you're so oh, you're so tragic. How did you make it? Oh yeah, yeah." Um, you know, the, the most interesting thing I think that we talked about last week was that you met the person that you're living with and you committed to move in together a week before the country and the world shut down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's true. We've known each other for years. Um, uh, And then she lived in Kentucky and I'm here in, in, in Virginia, not in Brooklyn. And I'm uh, and not, so, and not in the Bronx, not in New York. Uh, Dave, what's going on? Oh my God! See, Dave, I didn't even tell the story. And Dave's like, "Oh my God, it's inspiring." Nice to see you. Ah, jeez, I'm done. I'm done. No. So, uh, about three years ago, we came back into each other's lives, and we were doing the long distance thing, which is great. Um, and then uh, after three years, we're like, "All right, come on." Um, uh, hey, what's up, Laura? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep interrupting myself so I can say hi to everybody. Um. And uh, after after three years, we decided, okay, let's move in together. You're like, okay, yeah, you know. And we're thinking she's gonna have a job, I'm gonna have a job. We'll see each other. You know, we're not. She she moves up, boom, COVID. Nobody can go anywhere. Lockdown. Um, uh, I'm high risk because I'm um, over fifty. I know it doesn't look that way. A lot of people think I color my beard to look older, but no, this is natural. Um, 
and uh and and I'm diabetic. So it was automatic lockdown. It was okay, we're stuck together 24/7. Um and it's uh, and and it's been great. We don't fight, we don't argue. Um we get up. She goes to the other side of the apartment where she does her little um Poshmark thing cuz she sells stuff on Poshmark. I I I'm right here in my bedroom. Uh and this this is right here all this is all part of my bedroom. And then we get together for lunch. It's like a lunch date in the living room. We'll meet. And uh then we go our separate ways again. Uh, and then at the end of the day, we'll get together for a dinner date in the living room and we'll watch like Rick and Morty or we'll watch uh Bob's Burgers or something like that and or or wrestling. Which is remember I told you we're doing this on Tuesday because I wasn't going to do it Monday <laughs> or Wednesday because of wrestling. That's right. You got to keep it separated, right? You got to. You got to. <laughs> I have that album somewhere. <laughs> you know what I think is interesting about this is so many people that we hear about are like, "Hey, I've lived with my spouse for eons. COVID threw him over the edge." There are so many divorce attorneys out here, like they are cashing it in and realtors that are like, people are moving because they're getting rid of everything in their life that they don't want anymore. And so we're downsizing, right? Including people. Um, uh, Crazy. So I love your story because it's like, Hey, there was no other choice and it's actually working because you just said, Hey, this is going to be great. Yeah. Cheers. Let, Let me tell you, let me tell you why it works because we actually understand each other. And, and when we got together, it was to get together with the person who we are, not the person I wish she was, not the person she wishes I was. It wasn't, man, you're going to be awesome. If you lose 15 pounds and you stop eating pistachios and you know, you no. it was like, okay, I'm going to take you as is. And, and, and that's it. You know, we wake up in the morning. It's like, hey, look, I, look, I think I'm, you know, you can see the bed kind of half made because um, I was taking a nap beforehand. Um, but, you know, we make the bed together in the morning. We, we go, we do our, our, our stuff. You know, again, she goes to the other side of the room. So it's like she might as well be in Kentucky again. I mean, the other side of the apartment. Then we meet for lunch. It's great because it's like I'm in our office and I go and I have a lunch date with her. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we're very silly, as you can tell. I'm, I'm I love to joke. I love to make people laugh. Um. Uh, so that's that's the other thing is I, I sit there and I make her laugh. Mm-hmm. So, hey, what's up, Mary? Hey, hey, Mary. Good Woo-hoo! to see you. <laughs> so, Alfredo, this is really good stuff, though, because so many people are like, yeah, but you just don't understand. That person gets under my skin. I'm not going to do this anymore. Well, then, why, then why are you with them? Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that's where you have to sit there and, and real. Why did you get together with that person? Mm-hmm. Fine. And if you feel, right. Yeah. And if you fell out of love, you fell out of love. It happens. Um, I've fallen out of love. I don't know, 16, 17 times, but um, it's, it, you know, it, it happens. But the thing is, did you get with that person because you thought that they could be something else? Or did you get with that person? Cause you were really in love with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Well, and there's so many things that are happening, you know, that are going to change and who knows how much longer this is going to really be. It's going in waves. And so just like everything else in our life that happens. And, and I really want you to dig back deep because you've got some amazing things that you've overcome. And so, you know, people can say, yeah, I'm happy in my life now. And, and I've always been this guy that knows the guy and helps everybody, you know, but you had to have perspective on that and oh. you had to become that through your life. Um, yeah, I, I had to because of, uh, and this is why I didn't tell it at the beginning because I knew we would come back to it. Is is, is I've I've uh, you know I, I I've I've had a tragic life. Uh, yesterday, Monday, um, the eleventh was the thirty fourth anniversary of my mother passing away. Um, she passed away three weeks after I, I left for college. Two months later, uh, my father was murdered. Um, and I had to mop up his blood after I broke into my apartment because the doors were locked and I had to come back down from Albany. Um, and it was either I clean up the blood or my 18-year-old pregnant sister cleans up the blood, which I wasn't going to let her do. Um, when I when I moved out of college, uh, I moved down to Fort Lauderdale because my brother was he was the only one I could move in with. Uh, joined the Navy, then I, I, I get married, um, and I shouldn't have, it was my high school sweetheart, but this is what I talk about when, when, when you, you know, you drift away and her and I drifted away and we never should have gotten back together. However, we did, uh, she decided to leave me on my first deployment in the Navy. Uh, and I always tell people and military people understand this, that you haven't, realize the depth of your of your ability to hold back till you reach into your closet to grab your dress blues uniform and your wife tells you those aren't yours um anybody who's been in the military automatically knows what, what that means so get married again eventually i get over that you know um uh, again, she left me when I was on deployment, when I was on a submarine. We had had a couple of incidents uh, where we almost didn't come back. Um, and uh, I come back to living in the barracks. Um, I move on, meet another woman, get married, have two beautiful children, get stationed down in Norfolk, um, She's living in, in Maryland, which is where I was stationed before. I'm what they call a geographic bachelor. Hello, Heather. Uh, and um, I'm what they call a geographic bachelor. And then what I what happens to me is she decides that she's going to leave me, but does it when I'm in Norfolk. Um, takes the kids with, with her all the way across country. Um, I was being forced out of the Navy at that time because of my um, my diabetes. I didn't know everything that was out there that could help. This even in two, even 2005, there wasn't the sea of goodwill that we have today, but there was still a lot of stuff out there to help us. Um, I didn't get any of it. Mm -hmm. And so between 2005 and 2000 and, between 2005, 2012, um, I, and it's funny because I'm on the radio at this time. 
and I'm successful, about as successful as you could be on the radio when you're not making money. Hmm. I had fans. I could walk into any bar down in, in, in Hampton Roads and drink all night. I had women who actually uh, liked me. Of course, it was because I was you know, a radio personality. It was because these <laughs> handsome good looks that I have. Because if um, you um, eyes right now, like I told you when I first talked to you, it's Wolfman Jack. Yeah, well, that was that, that Wolfman Jack Daniels because that's what gave me the raspy voice. I told you that. I um, love it though because it, you know you just put people at ease. It's something about your voice that you say, "Hey, I can trust this guy. He's fun. He's going to be energetic, and he's going to like take me on this journey." So because well, you're the guy, you're the guy. It's you know it's funny when you say that that it's that my voice is fun because if I turn on the after midnight voice, <laughs> then uh, you know. That could be a whole different vibe if you get it. Anyway, going back to what I'm saying. So during that time, when people are are, are looking at me and they're having a good time and, and they're partying with me in bars, um, I wanted to kill myself twice. I, I, I went to do it. Um, and grace of God, uh, I didn't. Nobody knew at the time. Uh, four times I, I almost ended up homeless. By the grace of God, again, somebody taking me in. Twice I lost everything. I lost everything when I uh, when I got divorced the second time, um, where my ex didn't let me know that she was going to divorce me. Mm. So as we're packing up the goods, and she's like, you know, oh, I'm going to need some extra money until you come up and this and that. And I'm pointing all this stuff to... Just give it money. I'm not going to need this anymore. I'm not going to be doing that. Um, you, you know, all the stuff is gone. The stuff that I pawned while I was um, all but living in the streets. Uh, my father, who, who again was murdered. I, the only thing I had of him uh, from him was a gold ring with his initials, and I'm named after him. I had to pawn that uh, to pay the child support from a woman who abandoned me for the for the most part. Um. Anyway, so I got fired from radio twice, two, two different stations. And what you'll realize when you're in radio is that it doesn't matter about your ratings. You can get fired for any reason, such as they're flipping formats. Mm-hmm. Or you, you call the owner of the station a, a cheap F&B. Um, and, uh, okay, so what's out there? Bleep, 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 bleep. Oh, uh, no, that's so why I, I said effing. I didn't say the word, right? I mean, that we could, you could I could say station identification, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and, uh, and, <laughs> and at that time, they came out the post 9 11 GI Bill, which uh, I qualified for because I didn't have the regular GI Bill. Went back to college, went to Old Dominion University, got a got a bachelor's, got a master's, um, and I started to turn my life around. Congratulations. Thank you. And That's awesome. You know, and here's the thing. You did it for you. Oh, I had no choice. It was <laughs> yeah, I had to do it for me. Um the, the the bottom line for me was that, and I think I told you this when I said that I was um suicidal. I, I said, you know what? I, I have a right to do this. If out of the six billion people in the world, I can convince myself that I am one of the top 10 worst off. And if I am, I'm going to do it. 
But if I'm not, there are people who would literally kill to be in my shoes. Mm -hmm. And in the Navy, I traveled the world and I saw people in conditions that I wouldn't put my ex-wives in. And I don't like them. <laughs> so um, so I, there's no way. There, there are people who are struggling to live my life. Um, you know, I, and and would give anything to live my life. Who am I to give it up? Like it's not worth anything. So that was the motivation behind me staying alive. Um, and well, what would you tell people right now? Because there there's so much going on, Alfredo, with COVID. You know, and and I know everybody ha probably knows someone that knows someone. When you're the guy that knows the guy that, you know, we're so connected now through technology, uh, people that have lost someone or people that are still struggling. Right. And when you say, are there 10 people worse than me? And if there are, so how did you kind of negotiate? Like, what was that for My you? Personal for yeah. me? Yeah. It was, it was the realization. Well, it started when I went to kill myself, um, I was getting into a fight with my ex-wife. And I just told her, you know what? Tell the kids I love them. And I hung up. I just tried to call me back. I didn't answer. At that point, I got in my dress uniform, still fit at the time. And um, I got into my truck and I got ready to drive to a place where I was going to just uh, wrap up the, the tailpipe, turn the turn, let the car run, uh, listen to music and go to sleep. I always said that if I was going to do it, I wasn't going to make it. I was going to make it the least amount of inconvenience for everybody else. I wasn't going to blow my head off or, or, or slit my wrist and have blood all over the place. And my ex-wife had called my sister. And my sister's, you think my life was rough. My sister's, hers was, was twice as bad. She's my personal hero. And she called me up, and I'll never forget it. She said, you know what? I'm not even mad that you're going to do it. I'm mad that you didn't call me to say goodbye. Mm. And um, I, I told her I wasn't going to do it. Truth was, I was still planning. Um, but then I was listening to a song by the Lemonheads called It's a Shame About Ray. And there's this one line in there that says, if I make it through, to, if I make it through today. And I just kept hitting that line on repeat. If I make it through today, if I make it through today, if I make it through today. I had a brother, God rest his soul, because he's passed on. He was in Narcotics Anonymous. And I used to go to meetings with him all the time, you know, support. And then their mantra of just one day, uh, just for today, you know, and every 12-step program has that mantra. Uh, something to the effect of just for today, just, you know, uh, one day at a time, whatever it is. And that became my mantra. If I make it through today, if I make it, I, I can make it through. I, I, I don't think about the long term because it becomes overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I think about, you know what? Let me make it through these five minutes. Um, and my life hasn't fallen apart in these last five minutes. So let me give it another five. It was like when I used to jog, when I used to run, when I, when we had to run, I, I can't, I can't run three miles. Well, now I really can't because, you know, 
but but back then I, I I couldn't run three miles. So what would I do? I'm gonna run to the uh, to, to the end of the block. I'm gonna run to the hydrant. I'm gonna run to the big tree. And 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 little by little, and so. The first thing I tell people before anything else is take a deep breath. I said, come on. And, and I breathe with them. Okay. So that they can get the, the, the bad air out and the good air in. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it really depends on, on or, their situation. Um, uh, I, I think we talked about it. Uh, no one's situation is is worse than somebody else to them. Right. Their situation is 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 the worst at that time, and you have to validate that, even if you think it's it's dumb. It's not dumb to them. Their pain is not dumb to them. Their pain is every bit as real as anybody else's pain, and so you have to you have to acknowledge that, and, and you have to understand that. You know what? Okay. Things are uh, things are things are rough, but you know what? Let's just get past these next couple minutes, and then you again. Some people just need to get it all out and ramble and ramble. And some people will, will will just ask questions, and you got to be honest with them. And didn't you tell me the story about the the paper cut and the bullet? Yes. Yeah. 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 So- yeah. Say that because that was really powerful, and I wrote that down, and I've been journaling about it since you told me that. Really, it's just a great metaphor, right? Okay, so a person who who gets a person who has a paper cut feels pain, and a person who has a bullet wound feels pain. You need to acknowledge the pain of both, because. While to the outside person, the the, the pain is obvious. You, you know who who would be in pain is, is it's pretty obvious. You would think the bullet wound, but you don't know what other factors go into there. And even the person who with the paper cut might realize that the bullet wound uh, is is a bigger uh, would cause more pain, but that doesn't lessen the pain they feel. Mm-hmm. And so you have to acknowledge that. And then once you once you acknowledge that, you have to think about time. If I had a bullet wound from five years ago, you see the scar, but obviously it doesn't hurt anymore. You just got the paper cut. Well, who's in more pain at that moment? You are. And, and for me to say, ah, suck it up, man, I just got shot. <clears throat> you know, um, no, that's that you, you can't you can't disregard somebody else's pain because you think your pain was more, even if it was. You have to acknowledge their pain, their suffering, because to them it's 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 every bit as much as what you felt. And and I don't know why it keeps lighting up on Dave saying, Oh my god, you're so inspiring. Stop it, Dave. <laughs> No, but that's true because we always think like, you know, we're so selfish, we're human nature, right? We're so selfish. Sure. Like my, You don't understand my pain is worse than yours. You've not been through this. You haven't worn my shoes. Oh my gosh. If you just understood what I was going through and then you hear stories like yours, everybody has their own journey. And so when you talk about your sister 
that you sat there and cleaned up something to for her to help her and she's sure. pregnant and now she says you know i i'm just upset because you weren't going to call and say goodbye right sure, sure and this is this is a woman real quick uh, my sister was 20 years old with two children homeless um because she had to leave an abusive marriage we're from we're from the bronx she's in texas with two kids homeless living in the street and and today she works on wall street you know good for um, you, sister what's her yeah, name her name's madeline madeline, madeline good for yes. you and and she uh and she'll be the first one to tell you. She goes, I, I, I never prostituted myself and I never used drugs. Um, and she was able to overcome that. So um, when she called me, and, and this is something I realized after I kind of got my thoughts together, she was acknowledging my pain. Mm -hmm. When she said, I don't even blame you for, for wanting to do it. She was acknowledging my pain. Um, uh, and, and then saying, but, you know, you weren't even going to call me to say goodbye. You know, and like I said, my sister's my hero and she's always been my hero. So, wow. You know, that's incredible. It, so many people, right. That we know in our lives. And so I, I think, you know, when you're going through something like that, you either get to the point where you say, what was I thinking? Or, or you really just try to get through it or you don't, right. There's no, there's no going back. You can't there, like fix it. Well, to me, it, I, I never say, what was I thinking? Cause that would be blowing off the pain that I felt, you know? Um, and, and I can't blow that pain off. That pain was real. Um, you know, uh, now, and now mind you, you know, I, I also, I suffer from PTSD and depression, anxiety, blah, 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 all the rest of that. Um, but that pain is real. Well, and, go ahead. No, but that helps you what you do now. Right. Oh, yeah. Being able to really have that empathy for other people to say, look, I understand what you're going through, trying to transition through anything and and seeing like what people have gone through first and then what they're hoping and their dreams are to still accomplish. Because people that are just civilians, I'll use that term, right, that are non-military, that don't know what that transition is like. And a lot of people talk about that. So can you can you kind of paint a picture for us like that, um, the difficulty in the mindset to kind of move from, from right one mindset to the other and to try to be successful in it? Have you ever seen the Shawshank Redemption? Mm -hmm. Okay. Who's the guy at the beginning, the old man who gets out and then he hangs himself. Yeah. Okay. That's the military. There's no difference between that, that prisoner and somebody in the military because we've been institutionalized. Okay. Um, anywhere from, from four years to, to 30 plus for some people, they've been told when to eat, when to sleep, where to be, how to dress, how to acknowledge your superiors, um, what you can and cannot say, how to brush your teeth, everything. And then, they go out into a world where their entire identity has been stripped away. Think about it for, for, for a senior enlisted person, 
or 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 uh, an officer who literally has been um given a place to park based on their rank mm -hmm. you know if you go to some of the exchanges or the commissaries when you see you know uh this spot is for an e9 you know or this spot is for an o5 and above and now they're common people now they're like everybody else mm -hmm. you so, know that, that that's a culture shock it is and so developing yourself as leaders inside right how important that is to say gosh if you have the tools to be able to equip yourself to know that no matter what rank you have we talk about this so much it's really not about a position it's nobody about cares. how you feel nobody. about yourself right right nobody cares nobody cares if you're a colonel nobody cares if you're a master sergeant and that's the way i tell them and a lot of them get offended at that you know um but but there um and, and and I keep seeing Dave's name and Dave's name is very significant right now. Yeah. Dave, as it's, if, if you look at his name, it says Skillbridge champion mm -hmm. and, and Skillbridge is an incredible, incredible program, um, which the department of defense offers, which can give you the military member a glimpse into what civilian like is civilian life is like. Um, it's an a, a, important, extremely important program that that people need to really take uh, transitioning service members really need to take advantage of. Um, but again, you're stripping somebody, uh, you know, to go back, um, you're stripping somebody of their identity, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you're telling them now that, okay, yeah, whoop de doo you're a, you're a colonel. All right, so can you do this, you know? Uh, and, and it's rough. It's rough. Mm -hmm. It is because sometimes, right, your families have been separated, maybe, and, uh, and it's for maybe for many months or many years. And now you're out of the military and you're trying to adjust to what common people would just accept as right, entertainment, things that you've seen, like you said, disturbing things and being in that mindset that you have to report, you have to do this, you have to get up, you have to eat this, and you're on such a structured environment. And now to say you have all that freedom, where yeah. you, you've been the one that is responsible for America's freedom. And now you're coming back and saying, now you get to have really a uh, release of whatever you want to do. And so that's really difficult to kind of find that space of, well, I, I can follow orders, right? It, I can follow orders. And that's a great trait. It, so it doesn't, but it doesn't even get that far. Think of it this way, okay? And I, I'm going to use you and myself. Let's say you and I were married, okay? Wouldn't that and be we, fun? That would, <laughs> yeah. Let's see how long you laugh after being with me for, for eight hours. But let, let's, say, let's say we were married, right? And, and, and I kept a schedule like I did when I was on submarines, mm -hmm. okay? In a week, out three weeks, in two weeks, out for a month, in for a month, out for eight months, right? Well, you as my spouse are home. Let's say you even got a job. You're the one there who has to take care of everything mm -hmm. because I'm not around, right? Right? If we have children, you're the one raising them and you're the one who's dealing with them when they're sick. And you're the one who's got to 
go sign, uh, go to the parent-teacher conference while you're still trying to, um, you just got back from work and, and, and you're paying the bills. Now I retire, right? Wow, we don't even have to go that far. Now I, now I did a year deployment where I was away for 12 months and I come back. Well, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. I want to establish myself as part of that household. Meanwhile, I'm getting more in your way than anything else. So that's where the conflict begins. And then just about that time when you've had enough, now I go back out to sea. And you're like, thank God. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and now I retire. It's that dynamic of, of me wanting to make myself part of this, this relationship, and you want to be part of this relationship, but by the same token, you got your system. Right. You know? You you do laundry on, on, on Sundays, and here I come, uh, you know, and I throw in something in there. You're like, what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just washing these pair of pants. You messed up my schedule. I do laundry on Sunday. Okay, well, you can do it tomorrow. No, I can't do it tomorrow. Tomorrow I've got this, and I got – and, of course, I don't understand what the big deal is. Mm-hmm. So this is where the conflict starts to come in between you and I. What's the big deal? Why, why, well, if, if you were home – for the last 20 years, then maybe you know what the big deal is. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Jeez. It's such a sacrifice, right? And it's and a sacrifice so, for everybody. So what's the, what's the solution though, Alfredo? What's the solution? The solution if it was that easy, um uh I you know, I, I'd be making a a, a a bunch of money. <laughs> I, I couldn't even, I'm trying not to curse because you know I, I'd be making a, a, money, a lot of money, a lot of money. Um, what's, what's the solution? The solution is, is being honest with each other. Communication. First of all, communication is, is the solution to everything. It's the first step, you know, um, is communication. It's honesty. It's, um, thinking as to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and do, and, and do you really want to work? Do you really want to make it work? Um, again, and if you don't want to make it work, be honest. It's a lot, right? When you're raising a family and you have that separation and, you know, right. Thinking about if you had, um, military families right now that are in COVID and having to kind of learn each other again. And so that could either that accelerates or it destroys, and sure. so it, it's really, really important. And, you know, strategies. So tell me about, you know, when you get a family and they, they've come back and you're saying, great, let's transition you into a career. What are the steps that you take them through first and to kind of assess, you know, the, the capabilities, I guess, or the capacity um, of things that they may want to step into? Well, number one, um, I don't, I don't deal with the family as a whole. I could deal with one or the other, but I, but I don't. That that's for trained counselors. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that I say is, have you spoken to your spouse? Do you know about the Y Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting, and as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, 
Now, everyday leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. One of the first things I've said, I say, is, is whatever you do, you need to consult your spouse. You, you need to sit down and, and take them into account because they've they've been playing sidekick for 20 years. You know, they've been following you around and they've been putting their career on the back burner and, and so on and so forth. So you need whatever you decide, it has to be with your spouse in mind. So you talk about, then there are other things, that, then the other big thing that, that I discuss with them is money. How important is money? And when I say that, I'm not talking about, are you greedy? I got I to gotta make six figures. I got. Why do you have to make six figures? Did you just buy a house? Do you have three kids in college? Um, did your ex-wife ruin your credit? <laughs> you know, and, and put you in debt? Um, are you getting divorced? <laughs> and you've been married 10 years. Because then your your spouse is is entitled to half of your retirement. Okay, so you have to take all of that into into account. And if money is important, then you kind of have to look for where you're going to make the most amount of money. But if it's not important, then don't chase the dollar. Mm -hmm. Go be happy. Whatever happiness means to you, okay? For a lot of people, it's a nine to five, Monday to Friday, uh, you know, they turn the phone off at five o'clock. Nobody bothers them. They're not in charge of anybody. They don't lead anybody. They don't want to. For a lot of people, it's it's continuing the mess. Uh, it's continuing the mission. You know, whatever that means to them. Um, and 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 you got to chase. You, you know, at that point, if money is not the over, uh, the overarching issue, then then chase your passion, whatever it is. You know, um. For me, it's it's doing this. It's it's helping people avoid what I've what I've gone through. Um, I could make more money than I make doing this, but my job satisfaction is through the roof. Mm -hmm. You know, I I go to a oh hello LinkedIn user. <laughs> uh, that's all it says. I'm sorry, and, and thank you for saying that. Um. But uh, I I I can make more money, but why? Mm -hmm. But why? Um, I help people every day. Every day, every day I help people. Um, every day, uh, I I put somebody on a path that's going to be um. That can hopefully lead them to happiness and to finding a purpose, and it's not only about giving back as a, as a job. Okay. Because I, I had a conversation with somebody today wants to give back, give back. Well, financially he can't afford a job like this, but he can volunteer, mm -hmm. you know, 
And and how much time do you have to get? Oh, well, I see you all the time on LinkedIn and I see you do that. That's part of my job. Right. You know, if I had another job, I wouldn't be on LinkedIn all day. And and half the half the people I talk to on LinkedIn, first thing I say is, okay, here's my my email address. Email me there because this is now work. And I have to log it in and I have to do all my stuff so I can keep my job. Okay. But if you can't do all that, give an hour a week, two hours a week, you know, remember whatever you can. And and remember, rope your spouse in, let them know, because now that's an hour, two hours or, or five hours or whatever you do that you're now taken away from them. And you might not think it's a big deal, but they just waited 20 years to have you back it might be a big deal to them. It's so important. Man, you're a wise man. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm, 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 I, I told you, I'm not, I'm not wise. I am not uh, inspirational. I'm me. My story isn't, my story is my story. I told you that. It's okay. not, it's not better. It's not worse. It's not um, anything special. Um, for me to call it all that, I will have to live somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And I never did. Uh, I've only lived my life. Now, if people can find inspiration in my words, uh, in, in my actions, in my deeds, and in the stuff that, that I've gone through that I've survived, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, then okay, that's great. I, I'm glad that you could take some, but I'm not going to ever say it. I'm not going to say that I'm an inspiration. That's that's to who? It's I'm great. not an I'm not an inspiration to somebody who's lived a life worse than me. You it's, know, you know, it's for that person that says, "I almost did that," or "I can't make it," or "It's not worth it," or you know what? I never really thought about thinking about somebody else first besides myself. That's your story, you know. Yeah, and 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 if you can, and again, if you can find an inspiration in that, then please take it. Um, but I am not going to say it. I'm not selling that story Um, because again, that's, that's making the assumption that, um, that I'm worse off than you and I've overcome something, you know, I'll tell you something. And, and, and this is kind of where I developed this philosophy and this might offend some people. And if it does, I'm sorry. Um, Not really, but no, I am. No, no, it's not not bleeping. (laughs) But people will talk about the Kennedys Mm-hmm. Right. And how tragic that family is because of this happened and that happened and this one died and that one died. And I'm like, so what? Because you're talking about a span of 50 years um, where all of that happened. Mm-hmm. I lost I lost four people in the span of nine months, mm-hmm. including both my birth parents. Right. You know, I've lost, I've lost, if, if you count my, if you count my, uh, my parents and three of my brothers um, who, who passed away, I lost them in, in 12 years. Mm-hmm. It's right. You know, it's personal versus celebrity, right? We think right. we're all different people of stature. And just like what you said in the beginning, you know, if you're in a position uh, in the military and you're, you feel like you're institutionalized for all those years and you have a, a high position of authority sure. and you transition out. It's like, how do you fit into the real world? 
so many things that have happened when you're gone and you and you don't you can't really absorb it it's uh yeah it's it's just um again my story is my story and 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 i can't compare it to yours i can't say it was better or worse than yours um but if you find something inspirational then great um but when you talk about how do you absorb it you remember the whole oj trial oh yeah not the trial the 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 the, the scene where uh you know they're going down in the bronco and everything yeah i was i was out to sea on a submarine so now just real quick to, so you understand what that means is I'm underwater, and then we go up to get message traffic, and the last thing on our message traffic after orders and and all this kind of stuff is the news. Well, the guys back on shore they like to screw with the with the with the boats that are out to sea, so they will put things that happen to 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 mess with us. Mm-hmm. So we're out to sea. We come up, we get message traffic, and all of a sudden, O.J. Simpson is running away from the police because they said he killed his ex-wife. O.J. Simpson, like, are you kidding me? I like, and we're laughing because we think it's a joke, mm-hmm. and it's another two months before we pull back in and find out, oh, they weren't playing; it really happened. Wow, you know, so yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like living your life and then coming back and reading about everything else has happened. And you say, I kind of blinked and I missed it. Yeah. My, my first, my first brother passed away, passed away when I was out to sea. I didn't find out about it. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it was two months into the deployment and I was, it was another four months before I got home. By the time I got home, everybody had kind of moved on a little. And it was still fresh to me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, when my first wife left me, I was out to sea for 77 days. I I was underwater for 77 days. She left me on day 14 where she sent the note. I, because of what we were doing, I didn't get that note till day 75. Man. So, uh, so, all right. So how are you, how did you, how, how did you absorb that? Because there, there's, listen, there's a lot of people that have just gone through these last 10 months and same kind of scenario. They've been isolated against people that have. Sure. You know, Your family. They love right? I've, I've had family that have passed away and we haven't had closure, right? We haven't had been able to have closure. Uh, and, and so h- how do you deal with that? Like the PTSD I get, that's part of it though, the loss and the grief. And you have to figure out a way, right? That's right for you to transition through that. Well, let me ask you, how are you getting through it? It's tough. But just for today, right? Just Sometimes for today. Yeah, that's exactly how I got through it. I I, I break it down. I just got to get through it today. And if it's too tough to get through it today, I just got to get through this next hour. And if that's too tough, too tough, I just got to get next to the five five minutes. I break it down to whatever I need to break it down. Mm -hmm. I just have to get through this. Whatever this is. Just like when I was jogging, I don't have to run three miles. I don't have to run five miles. I just got to make it to the corner. Yep. Just got to make it to the mailbox. Just got to make it to the hydrant. And then when I find out that I've made it and I still got something to spare, 
all right, let me let me mm -hmm. make it to, to the next tree. Let me get through the next five minutes. You know, mm -hmm. breathing. <sighs> trying to trying to calm myself as best I can, getting out the bad air, the bad energy, and getting in the good air and the good energy. So that's how you get through it. That's how you get through it. If, if we're being rational, we all know. Um, thank you, Eric. Um, yeah. Do you know Eric? You need to know Eric. <laughs> no, okay. Well, um, how you doing, Eric? I, I guess we'll talk later so as to yes. not alienate everybody else. <laughs> but um, uh, um, where was I? When when I look back at my life. Anything that's that, that's happening to me right now, I've gone through worse. Mm -hmm. I literally have gone through worse. I survived that. How can I not survive this? Now, in the moment, again, when I got the paper cut and I'm feeling the pain, I'm not thinking about I survived through worse. Because the pain is fresh. It's right there. Right? But if I make it past the next five minutes, if I make it past the next hour, at some point, my rational thought will come back. It will come back. Absolutely. And once it does, I realize paper cut. I got a scar from, from my shoulder to halfway down my belly. What am I worried about a paper cut? Okay, but, but I need, but I have to acknowledge that pain at that moment because at that moment, I've never felt any worse pain in my life at that moment. But once you, you know, um, again, you know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I like where Eric said, I've been through the past to prepare me for now. And, and that's exactly it. You know, with everything that I've been through, I never thought I'd, I'd, I'd be, I never thought I'd be 54. But to think that you know, I'm 54 now, and and I just had one of the best years of my life. Now, now, mind mind you too. I've had to, and this is another thing that people have to take into account is I've had to reevaluate what happiness means to me. Right. You know, um, when I was younger, I, 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 you know, happiness was was getting married and having the children in the house with the white picket fence. You know. And then uh, after I got divorced, happiness was was living on the Sunset Strip, uh, drinking booze and and you know, and and stuff, <laughs> you know. Well, which, which, changes based on your experience, exactly. Right? Yeah. And 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 now here I am, at this point in my life, where happiness is having this this nice apartment with with this wonderful woman I'm living with, collecting my records. Smoking my cigars. I don't need a bottle of Jack to be happy anymore. I don't need uh, the, the the partner of the night to come in and out. Uh, I don't need any of that anymore. I don't need to be out to clubs three in the morning anymore. It's all perspective. But yeah. it's also the realization that the change happens. The change happens. If you live long enough, right, you can really right. appreciate and look back and connect those dots of, of everything in your life that's really important. And you know, so many lessons that you've taught us tonight, just understanding why you are doing what you're doing, right? This whole why purpose of 
do I understand? Is it about money? Is it about, you know, my happiness? Is it about what I'm trying to create? Is it, I need to learn something new, uh, especially, you know, your lessons about transition and what you do to help people is so, it's just so relevant today because, you know, 50% of America has probably uh, had to change, I would say, careers or change how they're doing their careers. Sure. At least 50% of America. Right. And so it, this is, a, a, you know, kind of a concept or a, a conversation that affects every single one of us. And so not about positional power. It's about leading yourself and being able to really think into what is my life what do I need it to look like? Right. Well, you, you know, um, and, and the thing is, it's okay if you don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't know I wanted to do this. To, I, I didn't find my purpose. I was 50. Exactly. Me either. 50. Think about that. See, we're just babies. Right. <laughs> well, we are, we are just babies. Yep. And, 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 you know, another thing is, is, you know, for the people who are listening, I want you to take that age, 50. And I want you to think about that age. If you're 25, 50 is old. It's old. But if you're 45, 50 ain't old, is it? Nope. Again, that perspective. Okay. It's it's looking at what people do and, and um, from different points in your life. Um. You know, when I think about my dad when he was fifty, when he was fifty-four, oh my God, he was—you know—he was the oldest guy in the world. Right. And here I am, fifty-four. I look like the oldest guy with this beard. I'm not—I'm not gonna lie. But even even with all of my ailments, I got more energy than people who are thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm—I've—I've I've got more. Uh, more zest for life you know know why because you know why you're doing what you're doing that peace of mind that you have because of it and and that is exactly eric because you can vocalize it Um, yeah yep you always knew it and so sometimes right we feel this inside of us we feel this inside and maybe the two times that you said I'm not going to take those pills. I'm not going to do this because mm. you knew there was something deeper within you. It's like, I'm not done yet. I have got something to do. I've got some people that I really need to help. And, and a lot of, you know, when people are struggling, it's because they haven't found that adding That's value right. to something right. in their life. And, and so I really, I love you because I want to encourage people, you know, the things that you've gone through, I know you say, yeah, it's not a big deal. And, and we all say that. However, you were put here on earth to inspire someone. It may be one person, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe on a replay. It may have already happened. And, and that changes their perspective to say, I can do better. I'm, I'm going to tell you real quick this story. Um, real quick. I, I don't tell quick stories because I yap forever. Is anybody else in the room besides Eric? Yeah. <laughs> Eric's sure. like, come on, you guys can no, chime we, in, please. We're going to spin the wheel too, so yeah. Yeah, you got to spin the wheel. But again, you see, if we did it early, they all would have went away. Anyway, <laughs> when I was on radio, um, people would call in and would and, and would request songs. And, yeah, okay, whatever. And I chat with them. Well, I got off radio 
and then I was on Facebook for a while and Facebook got to be a little bit too dark. And, and with my mindset at the time, I went and I um, said, okay, you know what, everybody, I'm giving up Facebook. I'm done. Um, and I had a lot of my listeners who were my friends on Facebook. Well, this girl got in contact with me and she said, you know, Alfredo, I'm going to miss you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, you don't know this, but you saved my life. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, I called in one day to make a request and I wanted to hear that song and then I was going to kill myself. And I said, really? She said, yeah. I said, and she said, but I didn't because when you answered the phone, you heard something in my voice. And, and you talked to me for 20 minutes. Mm. Um, and just talk to me. We didn't talk about anything. I didn't tell you that I was going to kill myself. I didn't. You just talked to me like a person. And, um, you know, obviously she thought that I was this, uh, you know, what we think about radio personalities. I'm this huge thing. And uh, she didn't know I, the stuff I was going through. But. I said, I, I'm, I said, I'm so sorry. I don't remember that. And she said, it, it wasn't for you to remember. Mm. I didn't make a big point out of it. You just talked to me like a decent person. And she, you know, I got married and I got three kids now and my life is great. And, but I wanted to thank you for that. And I'm sorry to see you go from Facebook. That was the gist. Wow. But here, here I'm thinking my whole life, I I haven't affected anybody. I haven't done anything to help anybody. And here was this girl who I very much touched. And I never would have known if I wasn't going to leave Facebook. Because mm -hmm. she never would have reached out and told me. Mm -hmm. Had the same thing when I was doing my podcast. I told you I used to do a zombie podcast. <laughs> um, uh, yes, it's how, how to survive... Uh, a zombie attack if you're fat and disabled and and just lazy, <laughs> really is what it was. And, and I need uh, to start that up again. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I could. I just uh, it takes too much work. But, <laughs> but, but it was the same thing. We we were getting ready to get to to do the show. Me and my co-host said, you know, we're we're we want to say goodbye next week's our last show call in and say goodbye and this guy called in he went through a period where he was homeless he was on heroin he was trying to give it up and he literally said the only thing that kept me going was your show hmm. making me laugh making me forget he would download the show and it used to come out on tuesdays and he'd say he would play it sometimes four times a day to keep them laughing and to keep them going. Um, and of course everything worked out and he got better and then life was good. And again, here you go. Another story where if I wasn't getting ready to say goodbye, um, I never would have known how I affected this guy's life, mm -hmm. you know? So at the end of the day, I could say that I, I've affected two human beings lives for the better. And I never would have known. So God knows how many other people I have. And this goes for everybody. Who's everybody who's listening to this, you know, 
uh, Melanie, you have no idea whose lives you've affected. You know, and even if even if you know you've affected five lives, there's 15 lives that you have no clue that you've affected. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric, Dave, Laura, Mary, anybody else who's listening who hasn't bothered to say hello, LinkedIn user, um, uh, Diane. Yeah. <laughs> was it LinkedIn, LinkedIn user was Diane? Yeah. Diane. No, Diane was Yeah, It's the ripple effect, right? It's the ripple sure. effect because you then can pass that forward and it is all about paying it forward. Sure. And so if we're strong, if, if like you said, like both of us say, we've had the best year of our lives, best mm-hmm. year of our lives this last year. And if you can't say that, let's, let's try to figure it out. Right. Because right now you should be thriving. You should be thriving in in your gifts because you've got time to really think about it and connect to people that are here to really help, right? There are lots of people that want to help you get stronger. Sure. If if we bring this back to what I do with the transition, um, transitioning service members, you hear the horror stories. The thing is now... There are people who are here to help, and 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 they're they're everywhere. Okay, um, all you have to do is reach out, and and it's tough for us service members because you know we're prideful. Right. Um. You know we 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 we're not gonna. No, I'm not reaching out. Are you kidding me? I'm not gonna do that. I, I I'm self sufficient. I don't need anybody. Yeah. Bull. We all need somebody. Mm-hmm. We're not isolated creatures. We, we were never meant to be alone and isolated. You know, we're meant to interact. We're meant to help each other. That's our natural state is to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in the military, you, you, you end up being a little bit too prideful. I'm not uh, arrogant and prideful. You know, I don't need help. And, and then when I need help, I'm not going to admit to needing help and I'm not going to and I'm not going to ask for it. And that's how you end up homeless. So what you're saying is COVID <laughs> probably like put us all through military training and we didn't even know it. A little bit. Yeah. A, a, a little bit. I mean, you talk to a guy who was underwater for, for 77 days at a time. I mean, this was nothing. It was, it, it, it was at the nine month mark when I was like, okay, I need to get outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to open know, the window. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to step out to the porch. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, it's, I don't. I feel like I'm rambling. I don't no, know. I, tell so, me in the in, no, tell me in the, in the chat room because she's <laughs> not going to be honest with me. No, you know what? Here's the thing: every single person on here feels what you feel. They haven't been the they haven't had the experiences that you've had. However, we can all connect on this level of wanting to figure out what it is that we need to do better. How can mm-hmm. we just do that 1% better? And I teach this all the time. And I don't know, Eric, you may have been the first one to, to talk to me about this too, because you're awesome. Uh, the 1% that you do, the focus on 1% better improvement in your life every day. So that 14 minutes every single day, right? You do that for 365 days. It gives you 37% greater return. Pretty easy math. Even I'm, if you're not a math I'm not a, I'm not a math guy. Yes. I'm, I'm not a math guy. You just, you know, the, the minute you, I was, I was good with you when you said 14 minutes a day. I was like, okay, yeah. And then you're like, you do that for 365, and you carry to seven. And <laughs> you take every, you take every other Tuesday off, and no, you see, just you don't take every two. So do it for do it for 14 one minutes. Year. 14 minutes every day for one year. 
That'll be 14 minutes a and, day. Boom. And wow, right? Okay, Eric, we'll spin the wheel. Yes, I know, Lori. He's not rambling. It's great. So, all right, I'm going to put the wheel up here. So for those of you that have been following this, uh, we, since I'm now Y certified, finding your why, discovering your why, uh, people, if you are following this right now and you want to put your name in the drawing for next time, put hashtag why, hashtag why, put that anywhere you're watching, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, I don't care, wherever, if you're watching it now or on the replay, Hashtag why the next time I have a live, you will be on the wheel. So here's the wheel. And here's who hey, from the Eric, Eric, Eric wants to spin the wheel. He's not even on the wheel. He's not on the wheel yet. Hey, you gotta hey. put hashtag why, hashtag why in the comment section here. And the next time we're live, you will be on the wheel for the drawing. So this is, that was Eric's way of saying I was rambling. You gotta follow the instructions. Oh, there you go. Eric, <laughs> you'll be on the wheel next time. All right, so now, what I need you to do, Alfredo, I need you to do a big countdown for me in your radio voice. <clears throat> All right, we're going to have Melanie spin the wheel here in five, four, three, two, one. Spin that wheel! Ooh, party! <laughs> I love these. <laughs> oh, they're going to go round and round. And who won? Chuck Parker! Isn't that awesome? <laughs> wait, wait. Chuck said you put my name on the wheel. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. All right. So, Chuck Parker, thank you. You are our winner. Uh, I'm going to type it in here in the comments. And uh, that's awesome. He actually uh, was. He's been in some of my classes before for leadership. So I'm so excited that Chuck Parker won. I can't wait to tell him. He's going to be just. I think, I, think be, I, I think your life is going to change when you find your why. Um, I, I, it really will. I found my why. I think I was three years old the first time I found it and realized it. And it was a wonderful discovery for me. <laughs> you don't you don't get that, do you? I do. <laughs> You're just looking at me like, oh, God. No, I get it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It's kind of like Steve Martin, right? <laughs> what is your special purpose? Well, really? So, you know, Alfredo, so I'm going to tell you real quick about this because this is really cool. There are in the Y Institute, there are nine whys. There are contribute, trust, make sense, find a better way, and then share it. Do things the right way. Systematic, right? Order instructions, mm -hmm. think differently and challenge the status quo, mastery, clarify, and that's supposed to say simplify, but simply. <laughs> and you simplified so, the word. Yeah, so exactly. I simplified the word. So, so, okay. So, you know me, what do you think my why is? What would you say what my why is from all the tribute? That's what I thought too. That's what I thought because I show up and I do that and I contribute. Right. So I took the assessment and um, I wasn't shocked, but I was surprised because my why is to challenge the status quo. So I look back and think, you know, when you didn't fit in and you didn't feel like it mattered or you were judged mm -hmm. or you felt insignificant and like, why is this so hard? It's because everything that I was doing in my life, I was challenging the situation and I made someone else feel threatened 
unknowingly, or I was always pushing the limit for better, get better, do better, push, 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 push. And so that's my why. My why is challenge the status quo. How I do that is because I want to push everything to be better. And then what I bring is to contribute. So it, it started to make sense to me going, okay, I'm showing up to contribute. I get it. But I thought that was why I operated. And when I realized that I really discovered that my why is to push and challenge, it made me a better clarifying statement to be a coach because that's why my clients are successful because I push, 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 right? The ones that want to be pushed, the ones that want to be pushed, the ones that don't, they don't fit me. (laughs) But that, but that makes, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I, I think about this platform that you use and it is challenging the status quo because you're, you're asking people, you know, what uh, me asked, you know, what what makes me a leader and I don't even see myself as a leader, but by telling people, uh, obviously, I've connected to some of the people here through their comments. Um, so, yeah, I guess I am leading. And I guess you're challenging the status quo because you had me on here and a lot of people aren't <laughs> doing what I do. I don't <laughs> no, but that's the thing, right? When When you find what you love to do, what you're driven to do. And that's why I say, you know, when I love your story that you were in broadcasting and podcasting and all this stuff that Mm -hmm. was connected to my heart, I said, oh, my gosh, I want to challenge you to kind of bring this story to life because there's so many other things that, you know, those were gifts. You have gifts and then you have to step into those. And so now you're using that piece of communication to be able to help, to be able to serve in a greater purpose now for, for military veterans. And so that's what I love celebrating. That's my way to contribute is to celebrate people and challenge you to know why you are a leader in the world. Because you are. You're amazing. Stop it. Yes, you are amazing. You are amazing. And I I can't wait to come and find you, you know, wherever you are in Brooklyn or the Bronx or Commonwealth of Virginia. Richmond. I'm in the Richmond area. I know you are. If you find if you find yourself in Richmond, just uh, hit me up. I know where there's the the best hot dog place in Richmond. Where's that? It's it's a place called uh, City Dogs. Um, uh, it's it's down. It's it's not too far away from the Capitol. Um, they have two locations. That's the one that I go to, and uh, oh, delicious. Okay. It's a date. It's a date. I'll definitely be there. Awesome. You're awesome. Hey, uh, Alfredo, how can people that are just watching that, like Eric's never met you before. So find you on LinkedIn, right? That's find me on LinkedIn. Way. I'm the Alfredo Torres with 800 initials uh, after me because I'm I'm a certified career coach, certified resume writer, certified federal resume writer, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's a whole lot. Um, uh, um, but just, yeah, follow me and, and understand that um, oh, I don't know what Heather's saying is awesome. I hope it's, it's... city dogs, maybe. Oh, city dogs, <laughs> are you, Heather. Are you talk about city dogs. <laughs> um, because if you are, yes, it is awesome. Um, and, and what you're gonna find is uh, when you connect with me, uh, I, I don't care why you think you're connecting with me, um, we're going to. Do, do a deeper dive at first 
And the first thing we're going to find out is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yep, she's talking about city dogs. Yeah. Yes, they're awesome. Um, anyway, but uh, what we're going to do is we're going to see where your situation is. Um, because we can't get you a job if you're about to be homeless. We can't get, you, you know, you're going to feel pressure. Um, I, I was just talking. Um, <laughs> Here's Eric. Here we go, right? I'm not getting into politics, Eric. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not taking it. It's a politically free show. We're not, even though it's red, white, and blue, it's, we're yeah, not going no. <laughs> But, um, uh, you know, uh, today I was talking, you, know, you know, today I got to, to catch up with somebody. I, I spoke to her on th- on Thursday. And no, I spoke to her on Friday and all I could hear was panic in her voice. It's like, I need a job. I need a job. I was like, no, you know what you need to do? You need to walk away from this for the weekend. And she's like, no, I need a job. I said, no, because right now your mindset isn't ready to look for a job because you're panicking. And if you're panicking, you can't concentrate. And if you can't concentrate, you're wasting time. Right. If you sit down for an hour to, let's say, work on a resume, and you spent 45 minutes, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. Then would you, you, you spent 15 minutes working on your resume, and you wasted 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Better for you to get up, go walk the dog, go jog, go sit down and and, and, and and watch Rick and Morty. You know, go do something to get your mind off it, to relax, to reset your brain so that you can come back in and hit it up fresh. So this girl, uh, she, she took the weekend off. She had the, she had Monday off. She took the, the long weekend, spoke to her today. I could hear it in her voice. She was ready. And that's, and, 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 and that's when you look at whatever you have to do, you have to be in the right frame of mind because otherwise you're, it becomes a, a, a very ugly circle where you get frustrated and because you're frustrated, you're wasting time and because you're wasting time, you're frustrated and then you're wasting more time. And then you're looking up and now you get even more frustrated and then you start to yell at people and then you start to kick the dog and you, and, and, and you're throwing the kids out to the street and, and no, right. you know what? If, if you start to get frustrated, you give it a, a good 10, 15 minutes. If you can't get past it, put everything down, go walk away for a little bit. Hey, Amen. It's at five minutes, right? Five, it's, five it's, minutes. Next five minutes. That's that's mm-hmm. your motto, right? Right. Let me get, let me, just get past the next five minutes. Let me go to the bathroom. And it, it's amazing. You know, let me go take a shower. Sometimes that's it. I, okay, I already took a shower this morning. All right. But you know what? Let me take a shower now. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm pissed off. I feel uh, a good shower. Watch all the stress go down the drain. You know, metaphorically, boom. That's right. That's right. That's when it happens. That is, that's right. It's creating the energy because yeah. you, you have to change that mindset. And so many people just get stuck and they feel trapped. And, and so that's why you're on tonight because you give people hope. Cause people are trapped. You can do it. Yes. People are trapped. Yes. You can, you can, you can do it. You can do it. You can, you can go to city dogs, which is outside of the DC wall. 
All right, Eric. It's in, it's in Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> and I'm not being paid for this advertisement. They are delicious. Ask Heather. <laughs> That's my favorite. I'm going to drive over there like as soon as I can and get one. <laughs> I'm calling you. <laughs> they got they, they not only do they have hot dogs, but they have different types of hot dogs based on what kind of dog you want. Like for me, I'm a New Yorker. Um, so I'm a big fan of Sabret's hot dogs. Oh yeah. So um uh so they have a hot dog called the New Yorker or the Manhattan or whatever it is. And and it's a it's a Sabret hot dog, which is different from uh you know Hebrew National, which they might have for, for another different hot dog, which mm-hmm. they, you know, it's just uh, awesome. God. Everybody, everybody gets one. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Eric, stop it. We're not even going there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the wall will be expanding in our stomach. That's fine. It's not expanding to Richmond. <laughs> I'm getting my, my my city dog. Oh my goodness! Hey, Alfredo. Uh huh. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're really fun. I can't wait to just follow this and and see how people are following you and just continue to be connected to your journey because I know when we were posting this originally that we were coming on tonight. So many people were popping up here that I hadn't heard from in a long time saying, oh my gosh, this is really fantastic to just talk about this topic and know how important it is, especially for people to get their mind reset and um, just keep, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're just, thank you. you're going to, you're really helping, you help me. So you help one person tonight, really believe, right? To believe that. There's purpose in everything that we do. There is, there is, and sometimes you got to get through the through the tough the tough times. Um, and again, just make it past these these next five minutes. Um, my brother, again, the one who passed away, who's in who's in NA, Narcotics Anonymous. He used to say, you know, when people were had to go Jones or whatever, uh, and was leaving in the middle of a meeting, he said, "Don't leave five minutes before the miracle happens." you know and so my take my my take is a little bit you know not as drug centered (laughs) but don't you you know just five minutes just five minutes don't quit five minutes before the miracle happens because it comes it it comes out of the blue it comes anywhere uh it comes from anybody be nice smile smile that's the that's the big you know i always tell people anybody who's ever been to, to any of my classes most important thing for you to do is smile. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it inspires people. It makes people, it puts people at ease. It makes people smile back. And you, you can't think of bad things when you're smiling, right? It can take a little bit of the stress off and think, okay, now I've got to really think into why am I smiling? <laughs> That's right. Three <laughs> feet short of gold. <laughs> oh, that digging. That's digging, right? <laughs> That's if you're digging and you and you and you quit because you thought you didn't dig deep enough. Meanwhile, you were three feet short of gold. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing, um, except that I don't dig because that's a physical activity. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the guy that knows the guy, so you can get it done no matter what. I am, yeah. So if you need somebody to dig for you, <laughs> you know, contact me and 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 uh, I'll connect you with, with with some veterans who who have their own shovels. Don't have, <laughs> Don't ask why. Just uh, just be happy. Don't ask why. Just go find your why and go yeah. live it. 
Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alfredo, thank you so much. If you guys, if you haven't seen Alfredo, if you don't know him, find him on LinkedIn. If you haven't been on LinkedIn following us tonight. Uh, and again, type hashtag why, and you can get into the next drawing because everybody, everybody needs to find your why. Find your why and live your why. If you need help, if you're a veteran, if you're transitioning, find Alfredo. Connect to him. You're going to have a better life when you do it. I, yeah, I know somebody. You know somebody. You'll take care somebody. of it. I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. Alfredo, thank you so much for sharing, for coming. Please come back anytime. I'll be, you know what? I, I'm free Thursday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can get together. We can get together Thursday. You know no, what? Bring, bring whenever, me a dog. Yeah. Whenever you, uh, whenever you want, you know, we, we just reach out. Let me know. We should have a panel for the, uh, the veterans. You know, we should do something like that. We'll, we'll create something with the, you and Marion, let's find uh, let's find some people together, and we'll do a little panel. Really well, you had Dave on early. I don't know if Dave's still on. Um, he's a big champion of Skillbridge. Uh, Laura, who's on right now, I know. Um, I, I think it was uh, we got connected on LinkedIn. She's going to be hopefully being able to do a Skillbridge program. Um, she, you know, there, there's plenty of people out there. Um, while and real quick, while I concentrate on Virginia, that doesn't mean I'm not going to help you. If you live in California or if you live in Iowa, um, I can connect you to services there, to people there, um, to, to help you achieve whatever your transition goals are. That's awesome. You're the guy. You're the guy. We need to get t-shirts and hats. I'm the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm the guy who knows the guy. Yeah. I'm not the guy. I'm just the guy who knows the guy. I'm the guy that knows the guy. Exactly. Oh, Alfredo, thank you. Have a great night. I'm going to let you go, and um, we will be back soon. We will definitely be back soon with you. So, thank you for all you do. Have a great week, and enjoy your wrestling tomorrow night. Oh yeah, I'm going to enjoy my wrestling. I'm going to have a great week. Um, I'm going to smile. And I'm going to keep living life, you know, happy as best I can. You do it. You make do all it. of us smile. And thank you for having me. This has really been fun. <laughs> this has been awesome. You're coming <laughs> back. You're not going far. We're just going to, we're going to sign off for tonight. You are coming back. And congratulations to Chuck Parker. Yeah. Congratulations, Chuck. <laughs> He'll be in class. Maybe Alfredo will join us sometime. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> All right. See you later, Alfredo. Thank you All so right. much. Be well. And um, again, thank you for all you do. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been a Joe Studios production.